woods. I belong to the House of Twilight. <laughs> we are a collective of independent vampires. I'm sorry, what? We're not supernatural, obviously. We have been under investigation by the IRS, and we have just received a ruling that we are not a legitimate church. Independent vampires. Can you tell me what that is? We need to feed on energy to stay healthy. And how? We drink blood. Ooh. Who are you? My job is really boring. Ulysses <laughs> is my favorite book. I like The Bachelor. It's my favorite TV show. You're kind of a weirdo. Many real vampires hide their darker natures from people at their jobs. What is your job? I'm a kindergarten teacher. Of course you are. I thought that maybe you liked me, which was stupid, obviously. I do, I do like you. No, you don't. That first night, it was so real. It was like I knew something about you, about us. I only just met you. I know, I wasn't going to say anything. Because I didn't want to sound like some lunatic stalker person. You know what, I don't care. I want to be your lunatic stalker person. You don't date for eight years. We have to go. And now, you're making eyes at that guy? <sighs> Is there a woman in your bedroom? Sex, do you know how much trouble I could get into? You have no idea what it is like to have people stare at me from the second I leave my house. Maybe they're staring at you because you are yelling in the middle of the sidewalk. Hello. You think that this isn't going to go the same way it always goes? No, I don't. You make me want everything I thought I was better than. Sarah! So you want to go out with me, but I have to be a secret? No, no. Because you just, until your order case is closed, you just... And after the audit's over? And you just met you. Wait, you're not gonna bite me, are you? We don't bite. It's not sanitary. That's right. to another episode of Skip to the Lou. I am Lacey Lou, and with me, I'm so excited to have one of the fan favorites from American Horror Story and her latest film, Bite Me, Naomi Grossman. How are you, Naomi? I'm well, thank you. <laughs> it's, it's Groundhog's Day. Are you excited about six more weeks of winter? <laughs> oh, oh, did the... Oh, oh, I'm sorry, was I the bearer of bad news? <laughs> well, I'm in Los Angeles where I think it did dip below 65, so... Yeah, I'm hunkered down, but um, yeah, I, you know, we don't really pay much attention to uh, Parsippany, the possum or whatever the heck it is. Uh, well, but I, anyway, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that for, for, the, for those who are not in paradise here. Uh, yeah, um, I'm in the Midwest, so it's really cool here. Um, I'm, so, I'm sorry. I know my friend Mike, uh, we both work together. Um, he was actually talking about that he met you at SinisterCon um a couple years back and he said you're super sweet and you wanted me to tell you hello so oh very nice very nice so uh yeah he was telling me that uh I was like is it I always forget that he's in California and I'm in Iowa so he's like uh well it doesn't really affect me because it's a little like we barely ever get below 60 degrees and he's like so it's nice because it gets super hot in California in the summer so we like to hold off on it a little bit longer than probably most. I mean, I love um, Facebook winners, you know what I mean? Being able to like just scroll and see the, the photos of all the, you know, frozen cars and uh, yeah, like, and then, and you know, I have to use all my composure not to like post a picture of like the leaf that fell in my pool, you know? <laughs> 
Now, if I turn my computer around right now, you would see some like dirty looking snow. It's not a sight. <laughs> no, no. Well, enough winter talk. Uh, let's talk about you. Um, how did you get your start into TV and film and all of that? I was going to say, I was born on the coldest day of the year in Were Denver, you? Colorado. Um, yeah, I, and boy, I was born like singing and dancing. Like I came out of the womb, like with jazz hands. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I mean, so yeah, I, I really, I got my start early. I mean, I was no like Drew Barrymore, but like I said, I was in Denver. So there was only so many opportunities and what there was, I did, I did, um, you know, everything from children's theater to regional commercials to father Dowling mysteries, um, uh, which was, you know, the extent of what came through Colorado at the time. But, um, you know, it, I knew very early on what I wanted to be. Um, you know, when I, went on to college in the Midwest at Northwestern. I, uh, you know, I, there was no question of, you know, I was a theater major through and through. Like I was, you know, I was already like introducing myself as an actress, which is absurd because people go to college to figure out what they want to do. But I was just sort of like, no, I have to do this thing. My parents said I had to, and, and they were right. I really, um, you know, I was wise to do so. Um, I was actually just going through a, a list of, you know, working relationships for my my new representatives. And uh, it's amazing the, you know, the the industry contacts that I made there. It's, uh, you know, so kids stay in school. That's the 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 moral of that story. You, you, you know, I never knew I, I didn't realize, like, you know, technically I could have just moved to Hollywood and like ditch the snow and come straight for you know the 65 degrees uh I could have but I would have um I would have missed out on a lot of relationships and let's face it it is who you know so well I did I, I think I read up on you a little bit here um you went to Groundlings right I think that's Groundlings mm -hmm. yeah a lot of people went there that's like an amazing place to go <laughs> yeah interestingly it was uh it was actually very comparable to Northwestern in that regard in that you know, at, at NU, I was like surrounded by, you know, all the other stars of their school theater or whatever. You know what I mean? Like it was this just like think tank of really smart, talented kids. Um, Groundlings, same. It was this think tank of like the funniest people in their high school, you know? Um, and uh, I really think of that as like sort of the best of times, worst of times, because it was so inspiring to, um, be among those people, you know, that are just constantly hilarious. Um, but at the same time, you know, it would also make an amazing reality show because like as much as, you know, you're only as strongest as you're as strong as your weakest link at the same time, anyone who's too strong is technically a, um, a challenge to you, you know? And so, we were constantly kind of, it, it was this battle of like, you needed each other to, yeah. to succeed, but we also kind of needed each other to fail. And so in the end, it, it ended up being such a, a, a both inspiring and really like toxic environment all at once. Um, and um, my time there didn't last that long, which I think was just as well for my mental being. But, um, you know, I was there for a good six years. Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I, I was on, I stayed on the island, uh, you know, quite a while. Uh, I did un- end up getting, you know, kicked off eventually. And, and that was both, like I said, painful and um, kind of a relief in the end because, uh, you know, don't get me wrong. I thought it was the end of my life, but little did I know they sort of like, you know, one door opens and other closes. Like it's, it's impossible to see at the moment. But yes, I was destined for bigger things than to like, you know, be doing three minute sketches on Melrose Avenue. Yeah. Clearly. Do you have a favorite play that you've done? Do I have a favorite play? Um, probably my own, you know, my, my own one woman shows. Uh, I have two, oh. well, I have two that I've produced thus far. I have a third uh, in the works. It's written, it's memorized, it's blocked. Like, it's just, we're waiting for some money um, to, you know, be able to really bring it to fruition. But um, uh, the first two I did, um, you know, Girl in Argentine Landscape was my um, debut uh, uh, so- solo show, uh, based on my own, um, adolescence in Argentina, which I know you're like, wait, Denver, Chicago. Yeah, yes. Argentina it. in between the two. Um, and then after that, I did another show called Carnival Knowledge, Love, Lust, and Other Human Oddities. And that, um, that's more, um, you know, if the first is like a, a an innocent coming of age story, uh, this is a come of age story. Um, different spelling, uh, sort of chronicling my dating misadventures in Los Angeles. Um, and then this third show, which you know is my is that that's my favorite. Um, although we'll see, the proof is in the pudding, and it hasn't been fully cooked yet. Um, that show is called. American horror story. Um, and um, yeah, well, that's that's more kind of before, you know, pre-pepper, post-pepper, becoming pe- as pepper. Um, and it's, it's definitely a, um, um, a fan-friendly uh, anthology series of autobiographical tales of self-compromise. So um, yeah, there you go. That's for sure. <laughs> um, well, let's talk about American Horror Story here for a minute um, before sure. we get into some of um, the next questions. Anyways, obviously everybody wants to know, right? How did you get? It's okay. Yeah, right I was like, it's the elephant in the room. It's the pepper in the room. <laughs> oh, those are amazing. Are those fan drawn or? Yes, this room is like just surrounded. It's where I go to just feel good. <laughs> That's awesome, though. Like, yeah, you know, the, people have their like antlers up and their trophies trophy room i'm allowed to have my pepper art there you go <laughs> pepper bought this house so she she can have her own room i love it mm-hmm. um so how did that come about um I, it was just an audition like any other uh, my agent at the time called and uh you know sent over some sides to learn. And, um, I, I called a friend who watched a lot of TV and he sort of filled me in all about the murder house, which of course didn't help me at all, but, uh, it at least, you know, I was tuned into sort of the tone of the show and, uh, you know, I went into the audition, um, kind of knocked the monologue out of the park it, that the monologue was actually a, um, a scene from, of Jessica Lang's from, season one 
uh, which was confusing because that had already been done. Right. Um, and then they had me, and when I say knock it out of the park, I'm not like bragging. I'm just saying, I remember good. walking, I remember driving away. This is very normal in Los Angeles. Actors like, you know, flagellating themselves as they drive down the canyons thinking, what the heck? Like, really, Naomi, that's the audition you nail? The one where you're up against like 400 little people? Like, you're never going to book that. So, you know, that's why I say like, oh, I knocked it out of the park. Because I, I really, I, the booking came as a shock. Uh, the other part of the audition was just a, um, an improv. They gave me a ball and they asked me to try to get them to play with, play with them, which at the time I was like, what is this? Um, they, they said, you know, as if you were four, four or five years old. So I'm like, what, like, what is this role? You know what I mean? She's might be four years old. She's possibly J Jessica Lang like, like what, <laughs> what does that even mean? You had like of course, no idea what the character was even really No like. idea. It wasn't until I was uh, in a meeting with makeup that they actually told me like, you're going to look like this. So you're probably going to want to act like that. Um, um, because if you do look like that, you probably do act like this, you know, but no, I had no idea. They, you know, that show is very, very secretive. And, um, you know, for most of the part, they are giving you dummy sides that is, you know, fake everything. Cause the minute they release it out, then jig is up, you know, then all the agents and managers and you know actors getting the breakdowns that is the electronic sort of um you know memo uh that tells hollywood what american horror story is doing this season um you know it's out there and they've, they've got to keep protective of that kind of thing yeah it's always like a big reveal of what the season is have you watched um other season all the seasons or most um there's a few I've sort of fallen down on I, sh okay. I should probably get get to it do you have a favorite <laughs> um I mean as a participant freak show um it's hard to get past like when once you've seen how the sausage is made it's hard to like like I would say probably uh, as a viewer maybe even murder house just because I wasn't involved yet. So when I was watching, uh, I was, you know, just like anyone. I, whereas now I kind of watch and I can imagine there's like a guy with a coffee cup, like a foot off the screen. And you know what I mean? Like I, I see yeah. behind the, the veil, the, the, the bells and whistles and, you know, um, but uh, you know, asylum, I, I, I mean, of course I'm naming all my seasons, <laughs> detecting a theme. Um, I am biased to those, of course, but. Um, no, Asylum uh, was the first season I ever watched. So ah. yeah, I remember I had, um, I had a tumor removed. And so I was like, it, I'm fine. Um, <laughs> and um, so I was just like, all right. And it was on Netflix. So like I had heard like things about American Horror Story, but like they just put this season on or something. So I was like, all right, I'm going to watch it. So I binged like the whole thing in like a day. So, oh my gosh, what a thing to do with a tumor. I know. I'm just saying. Well, I was on if a I had just spent some time in a, in a <laughs> institution in a bed being, you know, hooked up to stuff uh, with doctors. Um, American Horror Story Asylum is probably not the that. That right. would be the last <laughs> thing I would watch, actually. <laughs> 
lot of painkillers. And like one of the things like I remember is two, two things that I remember the most from that season is Adam Levine, like getting his arm ripped off. And then Jessica Lang singing that song, the the banana, like and you know. Yeah, yeah. The name game. Right. The name game, yes. Like yeah, I, yeah. So like those were like the things that like really stuck out from when I was on the medicine. And you're probably like, whoa, those painkillers were great. No, actually, that was the show that was actually in there. I was like, is that really happening? Jessica like singing the name game. <laughs> no, that was okay. brilliant though, because it was like so dark you know it had been gotten so dark and then all of a sudden it was like whoo let's not forget we're in an asylum people like <laughs> welcome to the day room <laughs> you have any fun behind the scenes stories like or bloopers or- oh my god I have so many um I mean just that day that the uh, the name game was really surreal because you know I I had a a, a wonky lens that sort of made me so that I only saw like half the people in the room when they finally took it off. And I was like, Oh my God, there's like 300 lunatics. Like, <laughs> you know, but um, yeah, I mean, that was, that was intense. Cause I was like, you know, again, I'm like singing and dancing with like one eye and there's like giant cranes flying in and there's like, you know, a listers, like doing choreography, dancing past you. Like, so there was a lot of like moving parts to keep track of, like with one eye, you know what I mean? (laughs) Um, Although now that I think about it with American Horror Stories too, you know, I was like, had one eye in that too. Like for whatever reason, the show just always wants to impair my vision. I I don't, (laughs) sort of a theme, I don't know. but yeah, that was really like one of the most fun days ever. I remember one time uh, the um, uh, the second AD came over like a bullhorn to, you know, she said, uh, everyone can go bigger except Pepper, <laughs> which is hilarious to me because, you know, I do come from the theater. I, I, I've been acting to the back row my whole life. And so this was like the one time in my life that I've been told like, don't. You know, I, I always get, okay, you can do less, just throw it away, just like take it down a notch, just like do nothing, you know? And this was the time that it was like, no, it's perfect. Like <laughs> let your freak flag fly. And I did, and, it, and it, it was fun. Although it was only like 12 hours later, I was back on set doing the, you know, basically dressing down Dr. Arden. Um, if you remember in that episode, kind of giving him the what for or whatever that expression <laughs> is. Um, but uh, yeah, so I mean, that was, it was a lot. It was a lot to go from like, you know, pepper, pepper, bo pepper to, you know, stupid mad or whatever it was. I, I don't remember my lines now. <laughs> no, 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 it's a great season. And um, I think um, when people talk about it, it's between the first three seasons are the the top three of what everybody says. So, um, you know, I love it. (laughs) Nice. Nice. Um, so you also did, um, a film that was huge on Netflix last year. Um, one bedroom. Um, Yeah. One BR. Yeah. Uh, that movie is freaking awesome. Um, I loved it. It, I like, it's one of those movies that like the ending scene just like stays with you. What was it like working on this movie? <laughs> um, well, it's interesting you say that because one of the producers is one of my very close friends. And um, 
that ending was kind of an afterthought. Like we really? shot that. I want to say Christmas of 2017, cause they wanted to save money. They knew that they could find, you know, actors that were not going anywhere for the holidays. They could like get us. Um, uh, whereas we might not have been available at the times during the year. Um, but then they realized they needed to go back and do some reshoots, which they ended up doing Emmy's weekend of 2018, the year I happened to be uh, nominated. So I was like, awesome. I get to like, you mean miss out on all the, you know, gifting suites and fabulous parties, et cetera, to come back and do your like tiny low budget movie for which you're like basically paying me and you know, whatever's in your sofa cushions. Uh, but I digress. I knew it was a good opportunity because I knew it was a good script. And um, and I, I believed in it and knew it had potential to become what it became. So that was, you know, I was, I, 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 I trusted my gut and I was right. But um, uh, that, so then, yes, when we came back to do our reshoots in September of the next year, that's when we shot that ending among other endings. Um, and I remember the, the producer, like after we shot it, he was like pitching me endings. And I'm like, didn't we shoot this movie? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> and he's like, no, I, I don't think we got it. Like, I think we have to go back. And I'm really glad we did as much as I really, really would have loved that trip to Barbados that I would have gotten at that gifting suite. Um, I, uh, I, 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 I agree. I think the ending is awesome. And it, and it opens the door to um, so many more. So we'll see. Hopefully there'll be a sequel. Oh, well, I didn't even think of that. I, I'm not <laughs> dropping it. I mean, it's <laughs> yeah. like obvious when you watch it, you're like, and besides, what Where are they saying? Like, you can't kill a good horror movie. So, you know, I mean, if they've done like 12 saws, they can definitely do two, <laughs> two BRs. You know what I mean? And there you go. <laughs> yeah. And especially if they're cheap enough to shoot. <laughs> Well, I would like, I need a raise next time, but. Uh, <laughs> no couch cushion, honey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or get a bigger couch, at least. <laughs> need at least uh, to make up a trip to Barbados. <laughs> yes. Put <laughs> that in your contract. <laughs> you can pay me in trips for sure. I am all, I'm a, I'm a wanderlust. So that'll work. We can work something out. All right. Well, the reason that you're here today is to talk about the latest film that you're promoting, which is Bite Me. Um, this is, this is, I didn't know what to expect going into it. So, um, I, I'm excited to hear your take on it. Um, how did the script come about for you? Um, well, interestingly, uh, the other Naomi, Naomi McDougal Jones, who wrote it and it stars in it. Um, I guess she had me in her head as she was writing it, um, which is amazing to me <laughs> because for a long time, no one had me in their head at all. Um, so I'm just excited to be in people's heads. Um, she, uh, yeah, apparently like they did just, a, you know, a bunch of stage readings and whatnot and, and that role, they never kind of quite got and she always said yeah 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 I know I know Chrissy role doesn't work but that's because Naomi Grossman isn't playing her yet um but once we get her and they did um they you know we she and I have a mutual friend Natalia Fedner who's actually an amazing costume designer now uh, or not just costumes she co designs like just couture all over uh but she actually did design uh my costume in the uh vampire ball scene in any case, uh, I think Naomi knew that Natalia 
could get her to this Naomi. And uh, so, yeah, the three ends came together and um, made some magic. That's awesome. Was it confusing, like, having the same name on set at all? Like, did you have nicknames for each other? <laughs> it was. Well, it's just rare, you know. It's a, kind of an unusual name. And so for there to be not just me and, and Naomi, the star writer, but also the, there was a makeup artist, Naomi. It was like, what is oh. the, what are the chances? That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh, I'm sorry. Um, I'm okay. declining that call. Are, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll hurry. <laughs> no, don't, don't worry. It was a phone call out of the blue. Okay. I just didn't know if you had somebody else waiting. Sorry. No, no. Um, yeah. So this is kind of like a different take on vampirism. I think that's the word. Um, and it's, it's more like, um, grounded in reality vampires. Um, so what was it like? Did you do like any prep of what it was like to play like this type of vampire or like the community? Cause I think I think these kind of vampires in real life exist, if I'm not mistaken. So, yeah, well, I'm reluctant to answer because I feel like, you know, Naomi McDougal-Jones, uh, among others, are going to watch this and they're going to be like, what? She didn't do her research? But um, <laughs> no, I mean, they did for sure. I mean, at least Naomi did. She was, you know, she's writing this world. Um, apparently she was on the set of Boardwalk Empire, got to talking with um, a background extra on set uh, who proclaimed uh, to be a, a vampire, a real life vampire. And I, when I say that, I mean this faction of people who apparently uh, they're not supernatural. They have, you know, they're not like, they don't sparkle or, you know, eat people. They're not, you know, it's not what we see in the movies or well, it is what we see in this movie, but um, it's uh, these are people who derive their energy from blood and it's a thing. And um, I mean, these days, you know, there's one of everything out there. So, you know, it doesn't surprise me, um, but you know, I, I believe it. Like I know I having just survived, well, we're surviving, I guess, COVID, uh, the, the times in which we live, you know, I know I get my energy from other people, period. Like, so being like isolated inside without, without my life force is like, it's hard. And yeah. so, yeah, I can just imagine, um, if, if blood is indeed your, you know, your, uh, elixir, then yeah, that they, they need that. So anyway, that that's the kind of vampire they are. And, uh, but did I do any real research on that? No, because I, um, the way I see it, that's just one of the things she is, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, it's kind of like being vegan or being, you know, it's like, it's one of the things you are, but like, so what? That's just your diet. You know what right. I mean? And that's like, kind of you know what I mean. Big deal. In the movie, like, wants to come out and just be like, "Hey, this is who I am." That's I what I'm saying. I I really kind of played it like, no, Chrissy is like all of these things, and and she happens to drink blood, but it's not like, um, 
I, you know, it, on her do- dating profile, it would definitely be like on the list. Um, although I think she's way too cool for, for a dating profile. So <laughs> she wouldn't even have one, but you know what I mean? Like it's on the list, but it, it didn't um, definitely in my, in my case, I don't think it merited like a deep dive down a YouTube rabbit hole necessarily. Um, I think that's what's kind of like really cool about this movie though, is because it is a love story. Um, Like, so you're a vampire in reality, you know, and how do you tell somebody that you thrive on blood, you know? Um, And would somebody like accept you for it? If that, you know, like obviously you're not forcing that lifestyle upon like anybody, you know, but it, it poses that question, which is really kind of makes you think like, I've never thought of it in that term. You know what I mean? Well, and again, I think it, it depends on the character. I mean, I, I agree that that is something for the, you know, the two other vampires in the movie, probably a, a, a consideration. Whereas Chrissy, Chrissy does not give an F about anything. Like she's just, she's a boss. And she gives zero Fs. And that's just, that's, so. <sighs> well, I love yeah. how, um, I don't want to like spoil like the ending or whatever, but there's a moment to where you kind of like crash something and you just like stand up and like kick something over <laughs> and you are a boss. And, you know, like when you're talking about it, that's the scene that like I go to. Um, was that scene fun to, was that scene fun to film? Yeah, it was, um, I want to say that was my very first day on set. Uh, They'd already started shooting. Um, I flew in from LA to do it, uh, whereas the majority of the cast and crew was New York based. Um, But uh, so that was, it was kind of an intense day because it happened to be, you know, the dead of summer in Central Park, the day of the eclipse. So it's already kind of a magical day. And now we're like, you know, wearing sparkly fascinators and, um, you know, like, you know, FB boots, you know, storming Central Park. Yeah. Kicking things over. Um, It was, uh, yeah, it was, it was fun. It was, it was an exciting way to kind of like initiate myself on the film. I love it. Um, what would you say was the most challenging part of playing this character? Hmm. Um, gosh, that's a hard question. She's, she's closer to me than most roles I play. You know, I mean, Pepper, like, it's hard to even find her in there. Um, (laughs) you know, with Pepper, I had to find the similarities. Um, whereas with Chrissy, it was kind of like, eh, just be yourself, <laughs> which is kind of frightening because she's, she's a lot. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, this role did come really, really naturally. I mean, I'm not a vampire. I don't, um, you know, feed on blood, but like I said, I don't, I don't think that that's a, that's just, that's her diet. That's not who she is so um you know I there weren't any real difficulties um I think just navigating New York whereas everybody else was like from there and they were like what's the big deal you get on the you know 
the subway to the subway. And I'm like, wait, what? (laughs) I think that was the hardest part. I mean, honestly, um, Meredith Edwards, our director, was so easy. Um, uh, You know, Naomi, uh, among the other actors, you know, there were a lot of, you know, uh, theater actors seeing as we were in New York. And so that's always fun because, you know, they're acting all the time. Like they're not, they're not, they're less conscious of like when the cameras are rolling. And so it was fun. It was fun, especially for example, in that scene that you mentioned in the park to just look around and see these like, you know, just Christians and vampires just fighting. And it's like, <laughs> y'all, the cameras aren't even rolling, but like, they don't care. Like they're, they're just <laughs> in it to win it. Um, no, it was really, it was a, it was a joy to uh, shoot and uh, which is probably part of why it's a joy to watch in my opinion. How long ago did you guys film this? I'm trying to think. I want to say it was 2017. summer of 2017 (laughs) um but you have to understand yeah then in you know these things take a while 2019 is when they did their uh joyful tour of america and they took it around to various um you know uh the the I want to say 51 cities around the United States in an RV. And if you're interested in it, they actually uh, had a documentary filmmaker travel with them and kind of document the entire thing. And and it's interesting. Um, If anything, like as a sort of, if you're into uh, the business, you know, of show and want to see how, you know, this whole sausage is made, um, uh, they do it's a it's a really interesting their findings you know um because they did do it on their own you know let's face it like you can go to a distributor and give them half your you know <laughs> what would be your earnings uh or you can you know re- save it you know retain it for yourself and 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 do it on your own and um and that's what they did and it was it was you know, fascinating. Um, obviously this digital release is, um, coming late, uh, because of COVID for obvious reasons, everything has been delayed. So it goes, (laughs) it, it, it makes sense that this would be too, but otherwise, uh, we would have seen this, um, soon after the joyful vampire tour. Well, that's awesome though, that it's still actually being able to, you know, and, with such a lull in, you know, the industry and you're not getting as many movies as we were before, you know, it's a great time for independent filmmakers to really, you know, entertain us and, you know, forever grateful for these past few years to the indie filmmakers, you know? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Now, um, I have to ask, I ask everybody that comes on, I ask everybody to recommend me a movie. It can be any kind of movie. It doesn't have to be horror. It doesn't have to be about vampires. Um, it could be a comedy. It could be anything. So recommend me a movie, please. Gosh. Um, uh, uh. <laughs> oh my goodness. This isn't, shouldn't be this hard. Um, but I don't want to like do the typical, like what everybody does. Um, Ah, okay, here's one. This is brand new. Uh, It's a Spanish movie. It's called El Buen Patron, The Good Boss. 
It okay. stars um, Javier Bardem. And it is from Spain. It's like the official Oscar selection from Spain. Um, I want to say it was it was up for like, I don't know, like 21 Goya Awards, which is basically the Spanish version of the you know Academy Award. Um, it is hilarious and heartbreaking and nerve wracking and suspenseful and sexy and all the things that a good movie should be. So that's my recommendation. Sorry, I, I had to hum and haw. No, no, I appreciate it. Like I used to ask everybody what their favorite horror movie was. And I just kept getting like the same answers. A lot of the mm. time, like The Exorcist, you know, um, The Ring, things like that. Like it was all just like the same. So I was like, you know, I want to like deep dive into my guests and see what they come up with recommendations. Well, that was just a movie that no one is seeing yet. And I think... You know, kind of like Parasite sort of like over, you know, took over for a while. I would like to think that this movie has that potential. So you can think you heard about it here first, but um tag you once I watch it because I do yeah, watch it. Yeah. Like recommend it. So if I haven't seen them anyway. So yeah, and I definitely haven't seen this one. So I would like to know. Um, do you have anything else coming up that you'd like to promote? I mean, um, I've been working during COVID on a new solo show, um, American Horror Story, um, which is my own sort of autobiographical story I mentioned. Um, and that's um, kind of like we were saying, like everything takes so long. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I would like to say that we're gonna, you know, see that soon, but that would require me doing it soon. And I don't know, I'm, we're looking for the money. Like, again, I should probably go back and watch the Joyful Vampire Tour on YouTube and see how they did it. Cause it's, it's, it's not for the faint of heart. It's a, it's a lot of work. Yeah. And um, it's, there's a reason most of what we see is like big budget Marvel movies because they have the money to do it, you know? And so, um, yeah, so that's that's what I have um, that I personally am kind of looking forward to um, uh, or dreading, depending, because <laughs> uh, it is a lot of work. Um, I did do a movie during COVID called uh, Replica. Um, Mickey Rourke is in that with me, and um, that's going to be really, I think it'll be great. We'll see. It's also an indie movie, so, you know, it could be forever before we see it but um I play a uh a uh, neo-nazi um uh meth head wow. <laughs> so yeah <laughs> that you really get a test your national abilities there <laughs> yeah I mean and that getting back to what we were talking about like my research for bite me like that is something I really know nothing about you know and so yeah, that that was a YouTube rabbit hole. Believe me, like that was not something that I could just be like, oh, it's like being vegan. It's like, you know, that's her diet. No, 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 no. This is like, that's a whole, that's like a, a personality that I don't have. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> so. No, that's awesome. Where can um, the listeners of the show uh, find you to keep up with on whatever you have coming out? Yeah, um, I am at Naomi W. Grossman on all channels. Awesome. 
Well, I want to thank you so much for coming on Skip to the Loo. Bite Me was a shit ton of fun. So I'm excited for everybody to check it out. I think it comes out next week, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, February 8th. February 8th. Yes. So um, that's next. People can pre-order it now, but it's everywhere on February 8th. Well, thank you again so much. And everybody go check it out on February 8th. And Naomi, thank you again. Thank you. (laughs) Bye. Bye.